Good evening, friends. My name is Rob, and I am a pastor here. It is good to see you tonight. Let me add my welcome to those who are family from in, from out of town, or whether you're an invited guest, we are really glad that you're here. I'm going to let our team come down the steps and find their seats. Uh, Christmas Eve, I don't know if you have this tradition or not. I'm going to wade into some controversial territory here, all right? Christmas Eve, uh, are you allowed to open one gift on Christmas Eve? I know there are some purists here, and you're like, may it never be. Um, For what it's worth, the Yancey family are a one present on Christmas Eve family. Christmas and gifts. Uh, When you think about it in our culture, really Christmas is the one holiday where gifts go from everybody to everybody, right? Like all other holidays, gifts kind of flow in one direction to one person. Mother's Day, mothers get gifts. Father's Day, fathers right? Valentine's Day, Galentine's Day, whatever it might be, those gifts go in the same direction to one person. But on Christmas, everybody's getting gifts. Everybody's giving gifts, right? Like parents to children, you're going to co-workers, maybe even co-workers you don't even like, just because that's what you do at your office. You've got to exchange gifts, right? Roommates and friends, you're giving gifts, Somehow, in some way, we have these white elephant parties, right? Like we, we just make up ways to give each other crazy gifts, like a betta fish or a poster with our friend's face on it. Like Christmas is a time where everybody gives gifts to everybody. Because at the center of this holiday, at the center of Christianity, is a gift. Right? We read about it in our second reading. We, we read about the gift, to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, every, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. At the center of Christianity is a story about a gift, the gift of a son, the gift of a child. And we're going to briefly look at that tonight and consider what it means for our lives. We're going to look at kind of what God has given and why he has given it. What God has given and why he has given it. But before we do that, let me invite you to pray with me. Let's pray. Mighty and merciful Father, in the darkness of this cold evening, help us to see the light of your Son, we know full well that some, some might be here tonight because they kind of have to be here. Some might be here tonight because they want to be. Some may be here tonight physically, but our hearts and minds are a mess and in another place. But all of us tonight, Father, all of us need the same thing. We need to see and experience your Son and our Savior, Jesus, whose birth we celebrate and whose name we pray. Amen. If you are visiting with us tonight, it might be helpful to know that in this Advent season, we've been looking at the Old Testament book of Isaiah, and we've been looking at a particular promise that God made to his people. All right, because Isaiah lets us know that God's people are in a hot mess. All right, things aren't going well. They've got enemies on all sides, and they're looking to all the wrong places for help. They're They're looking for love in all the wrong places, if you will. And Isaiah records that, but he also records the reality that there is hope to come. That God promises that he's going to give them something. 
More precisely, he is going to give them someone that's going to help them, that's going to save them. We see in Isaiah that God is this extravagantly generous gift giver. I don't know what you think about when you think about God and when you think about Christianity, but it portrays God as an extravagantly generous gift giver. Because we see even in Isaiah, when things uh, have gotten to be in a bad way, when God's people are in a bad way, God doesn't say to them, hey, like you got yourself into this situation, you can get yourself out of it. God doesn't say that to them. God doesn't come to his people in Isaiah and he doesn't say, um, Actually, I'm just going to give you some advice here. I'm going to give you some instruction, like a BuzzFeed article, right? Like, here's five practical ways to be a better human and get your stuff together. God doesn't say that to his people. God says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you something. I'm going to give you someone. That's what God says to his people. God, as an extravagantly generous gift giver... I don't know how that hits your ears tonight. I would imagine that there are some who hear that and say, Rob, really? God, a generous gift giver? Have you looked at my life? Have you looked at my 2022? Um, yeah, I sure wish, like I don't know where the gift receipts are, but I sure wish I could return some of these gifts that I've gotten in this year. And I hear you. And we're going to get to that. But friends, we need to know at the heart of Christianity and at the heart of this Christmas story is a radically generous gift-giving God. And at the center of history is his gift. This child that was given, this, this son that was given, this child that was born. All right, so what's going on? Like, what, what's going on when, when Isaiah says, hey, God is going to give his people a child. Like, what is he after that? Like, what is this gift? We've got to acknowledge, in a lot of ways, this would be very unexpected and kind of not easy to understand. Like, God's people in Isaiah have very real threats and enemies, armies on all kinds of sides, political issues to deal with. And Isaiah says, hey, guys, it's going to be all right. Guess what? God's got you. He's going to give you a child. You gotta be like, wait, what? I mean, imagine if I came to you and you're having all kinds of issues at work. Like maybe your boss is like, you know, a piece of work. Maybe it's the economy, it's inflation. Like you are stressed about your job. And I say, hey, it's all right. I got you. Here is a toddler. <laughs> right? Like, Hey, little ones here tonight, we are so happy you're here. You are cute as can be and very impractical, right, in a lot of ways. <laughs> but yet God says to his people, what I am going to give you is a child, a son. What God gives is a child and what that child speaks to is a fragility and a vulnerability because God says, yes, you have enemies and I could meet their aggression and exceed it if I wanted to defeat them. I could meet their attacks and exceed it if I wanted to beat them. But I'm looking for a different kind of victory. So God in his wisdom and his power and in his love 
brings about a victory through humility and vulnerability and what the world would perceive as weakness. Because God's going after a different kind of victory. God's going after a victory that turns enemies into friends. Even more, he's going after a victory that turns enemies into family. Sons and daughters. So he gives a child. More than a child, he gives a son. He gives his child. What could be more precious than that? What could be more priceless than that? That's what God gives, a child and a son. But we should acknowledge, sometimes we know uh, what a gift is, but we don't necessarily know why we need it, right? I think that every time I open up the Sharper Image catalog, right? Like, I see those things, and I understand you could give them to people, but I don't know why people need them, right? Like, a carving knife in the shape of a chainsaw. Well, I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess, but you can acknowledge, okay, God's given this child a son. I know what that gift is, but I'm not sure I know why I need it. Why has God given this son and why has God given this child? Because again, this child enters into our darkness. What this child and what this son does is share in our suffering and bear our shame. Share in our suffering and bear our shame. If you looked at the beginning uh, of Isaiah chapter 9, you know the story. It says that the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. This child entered into the darkness. I don't know what your darkness is. But we have a child that's given to us that entered into the darkness to be a light for his people. The birth that we celebrate, we celebrate a Savior that's come to share in our suffering. The birth of Christ, he's come into our world, he's walked on our earth, and he's known our suffering. I don't know what your darkness is. Maybe it's loneliness. Maybe this is the first Christmas where you're celebrating without your loved one. Maybe it's battles with temptations. Maybe it's financial struggles. Whatever it might be, we know that we have a Savior. Christianity speaks of a Savior that enters into the darkness and brings His light. He shares in His people's sufferings. There is not a suffering you experience that this child who came didn't experience. This child was given to us to share our suffering. And He was given to us to bear our shame. We read it in that verse there, and there's that phrase, right, that uh, to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. Like, what's up with that? What's going on there? This is what it's getting after. He's going to be the one to make all things right. It's, it's on his responsibility, uh, on these infant shoulders, is going to be the responsibility to make all things right, to bring the light into the darkness, to bring justice where there is injustice, to bring joy where there is pain and sorrows. He's going to be the one to make it right. You know, for some of us tonight, it's, it's the darkness that clouds our ability to see God as a gift-giving God. But really who I'm more worried about 
are those who might hear of this gift-giving God and think to themselves, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, like I, I think I deserve some gifts, right? Like I'm a stand-up guy. I'm in church on, on Christmas Eve. Yeah, like why wouldn't God give me some gifts? And if that's the way we think, friends, we've missed why, why this child has come why this child was born. Because the birth of this child and son speaks to Rob and says, hey, no, you are broken and you can't fix it regardless of how hard you try. Because Rob, if you could fix it, then the child would not have needed to come. You know, Isaiah in chapter 53 speaks about how he is going to fix it. He says, that this child would be pierced for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds we are healed. You know, sometimes gifts say something about us. If I have a friend and for my birthday my friend gives me a gift, and it's a book, and it's called Growing in Humility. That says, that says something about me, right? This gift of a child and a son says something about us. It says that um, in order to receive God's gift to the world, we have to admit that we're not it. This gift that he gives humbles us and forces us to acknowledge the darkness that is out there and the darkness that is in here. But it doesn't leave us there. This gift of a child, this gift of a son speaks of a God who loves us so much that he comes after us, becomes one of us, and takes our suffering and shame and guilt on the cross. That's what this gift speaks to you and to me. So tonight, let me ask, have you received this gift? And if you have, do you realize all that you have in him? And if you haven't received this gift tonight, would, would tonight be the night? Would tonight be the night that you receive this gift? Because in doing so, you realize that you don't have to prove yourself. You don't have to pretend. You don't have to justify yourself. You don't have to save yourself. Because to you and to me, a child was born. A son was given. Let's pray. Father, I pray for myself and for my friends that we would see all that we have in the gift that you've given. Father, if we've accepted this gift, even in the darkness of the year that we've experienced or in the joys and celebrations that we've experienced, help us to see all that we have in Christ. And for those tonight who might not have accepted the gift of Christ, would you open their eyes? Would you help them to see his beauty and his grace and his goodness in a real way? It's in his name that we pray. Amen.